0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Root. Our aim is to reach college students so that they may be influenced by the word of God. We want to provide a space where students can come to absorb authentic college insight and wisdom that is rooted by our knowledge of God's word and by our own personal experiences. Come join us here on The Root so that together we can engage on what it looks like to live out your faith on the college campus while being rooted in God's word.
1: What is up, podcast world? It's your boy, Robbie, with Mobby and a very special guest.
0: Go ahead, (laughs) say your name.
2: Natalie!
0: What is up?
2: It's Nat, Bird, in the house.
1: Nat in the house, super excited that she's here joining us today for our fourth podcast. Shout out. Shout out to the fourth podcast, still still recording, still excited to be here. Um, today we'll be talking about community. Um, previously we've talked about word, prayer time, um, and now we're talking about an essential aspect of a Christian's walk with the Lord, uh, which is community with other believers. And so, super excited to kick this off and to hear all the insights that uh, Natalie has with her experience in community as well.
2: Thanks, Robbie.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, I think a good place to get us started is obviously God's Word. So if you want to grab your Bibles and open up to Acts 2, verses 42 through 47 is what I'll be reading to get us started. Um, It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and their belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. Golly, I just love this verse. Um, If this verse doesn't speak community and like the, the significance and the importance and the calling of community, um, into our, our walks with, with Christ. I don't know what does, (laughs) but I think one of the things that like really gets me excited is the fact that God did not make us to be alone. Like he made us to be together, you know, whether you're introvert, extrovert, Uh, we know we are created in God's image and um, as the image he created we are created to be with other people living life uh, with them and so um, Nat it's your turn what is your thoughts on community and um, maybe what are some um, just some some, uh, significant like influences that you've had in your life because of community um, and or just maybe some positive uh, aspects of community in your life
2: Um, yeah, I will say, um, I do have community, um, godly community, um, but I didn't always have godly community, and it took me a long time to find it, actually, in college, and so, um, the whole, like, church hopping thing was my big, like, freshman year thing, um, just couldn't ever decide on one, and then settled for a really big church, um, and I felt like a small, or small fish, big crowd, you know, kind of thing big pond, I guess. Um, And so, yeah, I think that I didn't really start seeing the fruits of the Spirit until I got into godly community. Um, Since we are called to community, um, especially uh, Robbie, or not Robbie, Austin, sorry, or (laughs) Mobby on the podcast. Oops. Um, In Genesis 2, verse 18, um, the Lord obviously um, made man like, to be in community. We weren't made to be alone. So the verse says, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper corresponding to him. And so, um, yeah, I think that a big lie, the thing that I've been told in my life was, um, I only need, like, me and my Bible. And so um, kind of just, like, bought that lie um, and just, like, kind of lived my life like that, I guess. And so, like, I was you know, just me and my Bible, and I thought that I could just get God's word out of um, that one book, and that'd be it. I'd open it in the morning, close it, and then live my life um, that way, and just kind of live by myself, and I wasn't really held accountable to anything because I wasn't in godly community, and so um, I think when we're living like that, we're living outside of God's design for man, and so um, that was my big story, and I mean, yeah, like God made a perfect design for man to be in community. And I think just when we're buying into that lie of, like, I only need my Bible, like, we're just kind of living outside of that that perfect image um, that God really laid out for us in the first, you know, book of the Bible. Like, that was, like, the expectation set for man was that he was going to be with someone. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. That's
0: good. I have a question for you. What's up? So, would you rather... (laughs) have 100 people in your community who are 90% committed to falling after Christ and living life on mission and, and living life devoted to Christ, or would you rather have 10 people who are 100% committed?
2: I mean, the clear answer. you got to which, be which 100% is? committed.
0: 100%? Why?
2: Because. Here's why. Well, okay, here's why. <laughs> um, so like I really like how my church's like whole um tagline is um inhale the gospel, exhale the gospel, and then make disciples that can do the same. And so like you're gonna put a hundred percent into someone that you're discipling, and that person's gonna then go and put a hundred percent into somebody else, and that number just exponentially grows. You're dang freaking right. So 100% commitment, always. Wow. I love that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. No, yeah, that's huge. And I think, you know, in Proverbs 27, it, it mentions iron sharpens iron, um, and one man sharpens another. And I recently... Wow, thanks, thanks, Molly, for that. You're welcome. For that setup. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think people the culture nowadays is very culture averse or not conflict averse. Sorry. Mm. in the sense of like all conflict is bad. And yeah. whenever iron sharpens iron, I'm, I'm sure you guys, I mean, I'm assuming no one's a blacksmith here. Um, who's listening, but like, it's a fairly, actually, I think I am in his spare time, <laughs> you know, it's pretty eventful. You know what I mean? And same with like, whenever a man or woman sharpens another man or woman, mm-hmm. like, there is bound to be conflict, but conflict is an opportunity. And I think that, you know, if you're not a hundred percent committed, then like whenever conflict arises, you're very quick to leave. You're very quick to give up. And mm-hmm. I think as followers of Christ, understanding that there will be conflict and embracing that conflict and seeing that conflict again as an opportunity to glorify God and to put on uh, the image of Christ, um, to love others, Um, as Christ loved us. And so I think that's a huge aspect of community that I think sometimes can be not discussed but also should be reinforced so that you're prepared whenever a conflict does arise. Because I feel like some people will just ignore that it doesn't happen. And I think that's actually setting people up on a frail faith in a harsh world. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And actually, like, one of the verses
0: I was going to get to here later that you kind of just led me to was uh, Proverbs 18 uh, verse 24 uh, which says a man of many companions may come to ruin but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother Mm -hmm. and that that friend is Jesus and so it's like man we become closer to to God and closer in our relationship with Jesus when we surround our people or surround ourselves with people who are also chasing after him Mm -hmm. it's like man we were created for community and for companionship Mm -hmm. it's like those things are found in this setting. Um, Especially like uh, there was a, as I was, you know, studying for this time and, and preparing, um, I referenced a book that uh, really uh, spoke something to me and it was uh, by Leroy Imes um, called the lost art of disciple making. And it says there are people who are living in vital union with Jesus Christ on a day to day basis. And those whose lives the and those whose lives, the life of Christ is flowing out in a redemptive power to, others around them so to accomplish this you must make sure that your people are not dependent for the spiritual food on weekly sermons but are able to feed themselves on a daily basis from god's word Mm. and it's just that just goes to show it's like no matter who we surround ourselves with the ultimate the ultimate um person that it should be focused around is jesus and jesus solely not um, your friends and like wanting to go and have fun, you know, those things are yeah. good. And like we are called to, to have fun and, uh, spur one another to loving, and, uh, and to good works. Right. But mm-hmm. it's just, if it's not centered around Christ, it's not glorifying God. And so, but yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a great point, Mavi. I think, My gosh, it was at a New Year's conference a couple years back, but it's something that's always stuck with me in the way that I view community. And Natalie kind of hit on that aspect of, you know, just me, God, and my Bible. And definitely as a young believer, you know, I had that mindset of like, you know, people are imperfect. You know what I mean? And there's conflict there. So to avoid that, I'm just going to stick with me and my Bible. Um, But it's kind of like on a spectrum. So that's on like the far left side of the spectrum of like being very independent, like hyper-independent, but we also have to be aware of being hyper-dependent on community. So, like, our hope isn't found in community. We shouldn't feel, like, you know, fulfillment from people, right? But God uses the church to fulfill his purposes, and so community is a means that God provides for us, but not the source of our hope, if that makes sense. So it's dangerous on either side. Um, But I guess that's like the flip side. And again, like I've haven't experienced that, but I could, I want to say I've met a few people that maybe were too dependent on the people uh, themselves rather than what they should be striving for, which is Jesus Christ. So
2: I think that that is something that a lot of like, just, I don't know, I guess just college kids get stuck into is like, you're at college like you want to be social and um mm. and you're in college like <laughs> a, you're a lot <laughs> <laughs> and you're in godly community and i think that's really cool i think that i really get trapped like trapped in hyper dependency for sure um and like it's really nice to have godly community that you can confess that to and then like be held accountable to and so um, i think that if your community isn't pointing you back to jesus then that's a sign of kind of an unhealthy community. Amen. And so, um, yeah, I mean you kind of touched on this earlier, Robbie, but like people are broken and like I think that we kind of need to expect brokenness out of community and not commit community as looking at it like a like this perfect thing because then you can get trapped in the whole holy huddle thing of like mm. we're not ever reaching out. We're not ever, you know, trying to grow this, but it's um it's like keeping it to yourselves and then you just kind of lose sight of what um, the gospel really is.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And You talk about like a, a holy huddle and like um, also, but at the same time, like you mentioned, the fact that people aren't perfect, mm-hmm. right? So, if if people aren't perfect, um, it's like okay, well, what do we look for um, in a church or in a in a in a group of people to surround ourselves that are chasing after Christ? Like, what is what are some of like the the non negotiables, uh, particularly for you, Natalie? Uh, as like, man, you're asking God to to give you gospel-centered community. Like, what would that look like for you?
2: So, I was actually talking about this with my accountability group this morning, um, but it's in Ephesians. I'm going to turn there really quick. Um, but basically, um, just like the armor of God, just like putting that on daily. And if you're if you and your community are putting on the armor of God daily, then I think that you're probably in good hands, you know. Um, but Ephesians 6:13 says, "For this reason take up the full armor of God, so you may be so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and have prepared everything to take your stand. Um, stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace." Um, so this is kind of the passage of talking about the the army of God, and so I think that if your community reflects the army of God, and you guys are going and you're like ready for battle, like you're you know going into the world, um, then this is what you should be putting on daily. Mm,
0: that's good. Uh, um, I think something that's also really important too is uh, even as I was talking earlier, you know, saying that man, if Jesus is not the main event, if the Word of God is not accurately, ta- accurately taught. And if there is deviation from the true gospel of Christ, then this is a body or this is a a community to avoid. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, I think another, um, stance that we often take in like counter argument of this is like, Oh, we can, we can become consumeristic. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, it's like, well, if if they don't meet this and they don't meet this and they don't meet this, then I'm not gonna, I'm not going. Yeah. Right. And so, we tend to adopt um, this certain stance of like, man, the gospels that man, that gospel is good, you know, or uh, man, that that um, uh, that worship is on fire, okay. like, dude, that gets me, especially here in the Bible Belt. Like, man, we mm. we tend to go to the church that has the best worship, yeah, right, the biggest congregation, um, or the pastor that has the most influence um, in culture, yeah, and really, it's like, man they're not always teaching <laughs> true to, to God's gospel. Mm-hmm. They sometimes take their own path um, that veers away from Christ as the center, yeah. the whole church. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to just you know be cautioned when it comes to like looking and searching for community, not only the people you're looking at, but also when you look at yourself, asking yourself, man, am I really focused on finding a community that's focused on Christ? Yeah and going to help spur me on? Mm-hmm. Uh, or am I just looking for someone to feed me and feed me only and me not also give to that community as well?
2: Right. I think that that's, like, the big thing that I was caught in. Like, my the, the beginning of college was, like, I was looking at churches and they were like, oh, I don't like that they, like, pass the plate on Sundays or I don't like that they do this, you know? And they, um, I would look at it from a stance of, like, what is this church going to do for me, not what can I do for this church? And so, like, coming at it, from a servant like heart and a servant standpoint, I think will really affect how your community is laid out. Um, Because if you're not, you don't have that um, selfish mindset, then you're going to be way more um, gospel centered because the gospel is so selfless.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, Myself, I'm a member of Watermark in Dallas and uh, the membership process there. I mean, there's, that's a gray area with churches, you know, it doesn't say your membership process should be step one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. But um, watermarks is, uh, they ask that you choose an area to serve before you get placed in community. Um, and I think that just kind of reflects the idea of like, are you coming to community to be served? Mm-hmm. Um, and some people will say like, oh, I want to be in community so I can have the accountability. Um, and like, that is a byproduct of, community for sure right but it's like i think the the source or the core exigence of why you want to join is to fellowship with other believers to glorify god um and i guess my other point as well is you know us three like we've been in community for i mean a couple years i would say um and i think i don't know i've i've learned like there are stages of community um and just I'm not saying it would have been nice to hear it but um it's just interesting insight. So stage 1 is the honeymoon phase. And so it's like man I'm so excited like you know I'm in community with people. Um fun sense of us. The the relationships are somewhat shallow, right? We know we're all believers in Christ, but like our personalities and like our certain tendencies haven't really surfaced. And then you get to stage 2 which is differences. So that's where a lot of conflict rises. Um there's kind of a lot of conflict And then you start doubting, like, because there's conflict, you start asking, like, do I even belong here? Or, like, I'm not sure if we're for each other. I'm not sure if our personalities match. Um, But then if you get through that stage, which requires a lot of love and um, diving into God's word together, you kind of start to understand each other, and then you start having effective conflict resolution. Um, And I think it's good knowing that that's going to happen before uh, going in. So whenever that stuff does happen, you're like, okay, like, this is normal. You know what I mean? And I think of it like... You know, we're called brothers and sisters in Christ. We're not called friends in Christ. Mm. So friends, it's like if you disagree on something, you're like, Okay, see you later, I'll just talk to you tomorrow at school or something like that. But brothers and sisters, like you live with them. You know what I mean? And so I mean, if you if any of you guys have brothers and sisters, you know that, you know, you can argue or get into conflict, but you still love each other like blood. Um, and so like we're joined together because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And so understanding that family aspect, that conflict is bound to happen. But like you love each other and you stay with each other because of the love that brought you together, if that makes sense. Mm. so
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I think as you, as you went through that, I think of like dating. You're like, <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> that's, yeah. where, that's where my mind went. And it's just like, bro, I'm dating the church. I'm in a relationship with this body. I'm in a relationship with and you know, and if you think about it, it's like, well, if they're in a relationship with Christ, then that would also make you in a relationship with Christ if you were dating this body, right? So I think it's also there's a there's a, a caution here with this this like idea of dating a church, quote unquote, and that's don't take this literally. Um but uh yeah, so I'll just leave it there because this I could go on a tangent, but anyways, uh, I think of um, as you know how you talked about man. We call each other brothers and sisters. Like, what does that mean to call each other a brother and sister? So, Natalie, what does that mean for you?
2: Well, you know we're all sons and daughters of Abraham. So, oh yeah, yeah. Father Abraham had many sons.
0: Had many sons, (laughs) Father Abraham true
2: this is true and
0: and so were you (laughs) so let's all praise the lord
2: correct (laughs) you're welcome um so i think kind of just this is general but um yeah when when you become a believer and you accept christ as your lord and savior um you become an adopted son or daughter of the kingdom and so um, I think that that is something that we forget and um, we forget about others too. And so like we're adopted into the kingdom of Israel and Robbie and Moby are adopted sons, just like I'm an adopted daughter. So You're um, dang right we are exactly. And so <laughs> uh, why wouldn't I treat them as brothers in Christ, you know? And so I think that it's, a lot of reflecting Jesus and reflecting the forgiveness, the love, um, and just like the grace that he had on us. Um, And once you accept Christ and you experience these um, things in your life, then you will begin to then pour that out on other people. And so um, I think that that's something that we should practice in community is um, like do unto others what the Lord has done for you. So
0: that's good. Yeah, that's really good. Robbie, what about you?
1: I mean, I think that, you know, there is really no perfect church and I think that's really important to look at it from that way. Um, but still we should evaluate God's word and um, be faithful. Right. So, I mean, I feel like I'm the conflict guy today, <laughs> honestly, but There are essentials, there are convictions and opinions. And it breaks my heart whenever Christians stop fellowshipping with one another. Is fellowship a verb? When they stop, you know, being brothers and sisters in Christ and they separate their ways over opinions. So um, an opinion would be, I don't want to get too theological here, but the Genesis account. You know, whether it's a literal seven days or are the days time periods, right? But people were like, just stop, don't jump ship and uh, break friendships because of that. Um, And that's an opinion, right? Um, Whereas the essential of Jesus Christ dying for our sin, um, that's that's the core of Christianity. Um, And so, I don't know. I think taking those things into consideration, I think sometimes people can take a Mm. holier-than-thou mindset um, and so there's a balance of grace and truth. So I'm definitely, and this is just me being transparent. I'm definitely someone who has a tendency to lean more towards truth, right? And so, oh my gosh, it's from the curriculum that I've I've read. It's, I think it states that grace without truth leads to um, moral indifference and truth without grace leads to self-righteous legalism. Mm. And so you know, Jesus spoke truth, but he also spoke with a lot of grace and love. And I think sometimes we can try and Bible thump people. That's too much truth with no grace. And we can also have too much grace where we don't say anything and we don't uphold what the Bible says in community. And so, um, this, it just requires a lot of prayer and discernment. And I think that's crucial in community. Um, I think it's, what is it? James, where it says, um, be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to anger. Um and I think having that as kind of like a core foundation um in the way that you operate in community is huge. Um and, and same with the church too. Um assuming the best, um, uh, but asking a lot of questions, um praying a lot and um yeah, just praying that the Lord just make the best of the situation. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think
0: of like I think my favorite part of community and Robbie kind of was beginning to touch on this a little bit was just the aspect of like the accountability that people will have for you um you know we we talk about how well one no church is perfect but neither is any accountability group or community yeah. and so you know as we continue to you know strive to honor god and want to continue to grow, um, and ask God to continue to sanctify us. Well, one of the ways we do that is by confession, um, in our, in our groups. Um, and so, um, uh, particularly like for myself and Robbie and Natalie, like we have our discipleship groups where we continue to like to confess in and, uh, uh, spur each other on to love and good works. And, and so, you know, you think about that, that verse in uh, Hebrews 10, um, 24 and 25, and it says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more, as you see the day drawing near, mm-hmm. And that, that word day here is capitalized, meaning like the day of judgment. Like when you sit at the gates of heaven and God looks at you and he he's either going to say... Um, you know, I, I don't know you, like, who are you, you know, um, or he's going to look at you and be like, son or daughter, welcome. I've been waiting. Mm -hmm. Um, and so man, like what an honor would be to continue to have that community push you into that day, like continue to challenge you in your faith and your, and your walk with Christ by holding you accountable to the change that you want to see in your life that, uh, you know, you're probably praying about and asking God, um, to, to sanctify you in, and he could just be using this community around you, yeah. right? And all you have to do is just listen um, and have some discipline, right? It's going to be challenging. It may hurt your pride a little bit, and so you got to put that aside, yeah. um, especially for us guys. So <laughs> guys are extremely prideful. Um, and so I think another verse in Hebrews, because I just love this chapter or I love this book, um, it says, Take care, brothers and sisters, lest there be any uh, of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as as long as it is called today, mm-hmm. that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And I think about man the times where I've tried to walk alone outside of community and how how often I am tempted to walk in sin, mm-hmm. to continue to go back to old habits, to to adopt um, the the life that I so called to uh, you know forego. When I when I said yes to Christ and walking with Christ uh, but it was that community that helped you know rearrange my focus and my attention back on christ and and um, you know and challenge me like and in, in, in had me had my affection stirred up again for Jesus and and realigned you know where I was caught in the desert right um, you know that he Jesus God used someone in my life in my community to to help put me back on track
2: so yeah So question for you, or for the guys. But um, we know that God has this community that he wants us to be in. Um, It's gospel-centered. We're doing the whole conflict resolution thing. Um, We're having accountability, confessing sin. So what do we do next? What's the next step?
1: Bobby's got that one. (laughs)
0: that the answer? No. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be honest, I only I only heard half of that. No. I was thinking.
2: That's not where I was going with that. But that's okay. Say it again. For sure. So, um <laughs>
0: Oh my god. So we
2: have this community this right. Is, this is this is what I think of. Yeah, that is where that For those went.
0: that love the prices, right? Shout out. I love you.
2: Oh. Geez. Um so we have this community, uh we're living In godly community, we're being held accountable for the things, for our actions. Um, So what do we do next? How do we respond in terms of, like, do we stay in our holy huddles? Mm. Or what do we want to do?
1: Okay, I got you now. Okay. (laughs) So the holy huddle, it's like, it's, bruh, you know, it's not good, not good. Uh, It sounds holy, but it's it's like an echo chamber of, like, Oh yeah, we have all these Christians, and we're just staying together, and it's, we're feeling very kumbaya. And we're talking about, you know, our battles against our own sin struggles and stuff. And praise God for that. Yeah. Um, but you know, God and Jesus Christ also calls us to go out and make disciples, and so um, that is what community should be. Um, we should always, not always. Well, we should keep God at all times, at the forefront of our minds. Um, But we shouldn't just be thinking about godly things and kingdom things only when you meet with your community or when you go to Sunday service. Um, It should be throughout the week. And so we're on mission. And so we meet together and we equip each other. And Natalie, you hit on that earlier, right, with the armor of God, right? We're equipping each other with the armor of God spraying each other on with the word as the day draws near, as Mavi mentioned with Hebrews ten twenty four and 25. And then we're going out, not just putting on the armor in the dressing room and saying, that looks nice, Nat. Good. That armor looks crisp. Um, but let's go out and uh, spread the gospel and the good news, not only preaching the gospel, but also living the gospel as well. And so was that closer?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yay. yeah, I was
0: RIP to Kobe. Sorry, guys. Yeah, that, that may was, be too soon, but was, it's, a, it's a great reference. Kobe. Oh.
2: I always think of um, this illustration. It's like the holding hands illustration, but it's you and your community, mm. and you can picture their faces, I'm sure. Um, and it would be so different if you were all um, in a circle holding hands and you were facing inward and you were only looking at each other. But how different would your community look if you were facing outward? but holding hands and like just picturing that and always looking like you have your community, like you guys are um, doing the works together um, and just like spreading the gospel together, but you're not looking at each other. You're looking outward and you're looking at the unsaved or um, the broken or the lost and trying to like bring them in like, Yeah. Into the community of God.
0: That's so good. And that's going to like, that's a great segue for kind of what I want to hit on of like what I look for in a community of people, um, let alone a church. So for me, it's like, okay, one, are they preaching the gospel? Are they preaching true to the gospel, God's Mm -hmm. word? Are they preaching from Genesis to Revelation? Right. They're not favoriting a particular book of the Bible or, um, you know, not giving enough significance to uh, another one, you know, Mm -hmm. but also like, man, are they, You know, raising up disciples, are they, you know, living on mission, Um, you know, are they influencing not only their personal community, but the community around them, like you were talking about. Right. Right. And so, um, yeah, that's just a a great, like, picture to think about when you, when you think about the church. It's like, man, we're all, we should all be holding hands united in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Submitting everything and all of our desires, our preferences and our needs and wants in life at the foot of the cross. To live for Christ and Christ alone, and so um, you know, if we want to continue pursuing and honoring God with our lives, we'll also pursue the church in a gospel-centered community. You know, we need the church, mm-hmm. and the church needs us. And so, man, my challenge is, man, if you, especially in this time of COVID, like man, I've I've seen a lot of people leave the church behind, yeah, right, and it's it's a little concerning and it's saddening, and um, you know. You see some people who you thought were like, man, like on fire for the Lord, but you can also see the struggle as well, um, because of this pandemic and you've seen some uh like the the Lord is they use the use pandemic to reveal people who are lukewarm for Christ, mm-hmm. right? By flushing them out. And so yeah. I think as as the church, as the body during this time, we need to take a stand um and lead. Like the churches so the church is God's vehicle in which he is choosing to change the world through. Um, and we as believers have been called to come together and unite under God's rule and manifest his love unto others. And so, man, if you're not doing that, it's like, man, you're, you're, you're losing out on like being rooted, um, and being accountable, um, and having accountability in, in your life. And to be honest, that just doesn't honor God. Mm. And if you want to honor God, you will pursue the church and you'll pursue his people. And so um yeah, that's just my take personally.
2: And oh to add go for just it. quick, you're also honoring God by seeking the lost too. You have those people. Word. Turning turning it around, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's huge. I think um praying for the church, praying for the elders that they shepherd the flock in a God fearing, Christ exalting way. Um is huge. And we talked about prayer last time. Um, but man, I mean, praying that we ourselves be a blessing to others in community and that our community, um, just flourish and keep Christ at the center. Cause that's huge. Um, <clears throat> additionally, just praying, especially in this time, you know, with the climate, um, political, cultural climate that we're in, just praying that like just the churches in America and just globally, mm-hmm. Would be a prevailing church, and to reject apathy, people pleasing, and pandering to the patterns of this world, because Jesus says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world, right? And so, um, and just for me to cap off, Ephesians three twenty to twenty one says, "Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church." And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and forever or forever and ever amen um just thanking God that during this time that he just created a revival in the church right I think that is huge um separation of church and state yes and no um again, the church is God's vehicle um to to love people to seek you should seek the welfare of the city I think that says it in Jeremiah. Um, but man, like we, the church should be making moves and have the initiative to care for those who are defenseless, to care for those who are in need. Um, and again, it's kind of like that same idea of apathy with like, man, I just need me, God and my Bible to hyper embrace that idea of like separation of church and state. It's like, man, the the, the government has it. Like, I don't need to do anything. They'll take care of people. It's like no, like we're the church, we should' we're called to be on mission. And so that's just a loving way of me reminding and spurring on the church, um, and you should as well.: Yeah,
0: yeah that's really good. Um, something really cool about our faith, you know, as I should talk about, you know, really seeking to, to manifest the needs of the community. Um Let alone just the culture um our country, and especially during this time of like you know the election and the pandemic and everything going on, I think it's it's easy to um, become prideful, um, become defensive, and lose sight of what we are called to live like right we're called to live like Christ um, and we're also called to be like Christ. In, in some aspect, in some sense, like we will never be like Christ ultimately, you know, but we're, we're always striving to be like Christ. You know, the, the whole phrase, you know, what would Jesus do is as cliche as it is. Like it's, it's very simple. It's very straightforward and it's just true. Like it's a good question to ask yourself. Um, But something to go back to is like, man, something cool about our faith is it gives us a hope um, and a belief system like no other. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's one with power and grace Mm -hmm. Um, that allows us to find healing, but also forgiveness. Um, And this power, this grace, this healing, and this forgiveness is and only can be found in Jesus Christ. Um, And so, man, it is, (laughs) our faith will be put to the test as we question the where's, the how's, and the why's of getting involved in gospel-centered community. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, I think as we just kind of uh, begin to wrap up uh, this time, um, I think just a couple points for you guys, um, as you, uh, just in this podcast that uh, you can write down a reference, um, when it comes to looking for uh, a church or just l- let alone a community, yeah. um, man, don't assume that all, uh, and these are found in uh, a book that I would reference, uh, not reference, that I would really recommend that you read, um, especially as a college student. It's called after college, um, by Erica Young Reitz. I think that's how you say her last name. Um man, it is so good. So good. And you don't even have to be in college. Like you could be recently graduated. You could be, um, like I recommended this to my mom. Um, and it's just got some really good, fruitful like uh wisdom that could be really applied in no matter any life um uh, circumstance. And so but first point is gonna be don't assume that all regions offer gospel centered churches. Consider moving or staying for a church. Um, you know, and to locate a church user networks, ask for recommendations from your current congregation, uh, campus ministry or social media context like word of mouth is a, is a great resource. And so, um, another point is, you know, research online, you know, you can find a lot about a church by, um, perusing their websites, uh, reading their faith statements and listening to their sermons online. You can also find out about the church's mission and vision online, um, or just by going in person and talking to them, having that conversation, um, Introduce yourself. Don't wait to be found. Like I think that's the biggest one, especially for those who are recently graduating college that are kind of more like myself, where we don't init- like we're more introverted, and so we, we tend to struggle to initiate conversation. Um, but man, don't don't be passive when it comes to your faith. Be proactive. Mm-hmm. Um, pursue Jesus, just like Jesus pursued you. And so, another point: attend introduction courses or congregational meetings. Meet with that pastor or someone on staff. um, uh, And, uh, yeah, find out how you can serve um, and who in the church serves and where. And then don't church hop for an extended time. Find one and commit. Mm -hmm. And that word commit means, like, give yourself, give all of yourself, don't just have one foot in, one foot out. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna commit to the church, commit to the church. That's what membership's for. I think oftentimes people will commit to a church and go through membership classes and become a member, and they don't do anything to serve the church. Yeah. It's like that. What was the point of you going through the process if you're not gonna serve the church? And it goes back to that point I made earlier. It's like, man, we need the church, but the church also needs us, mm-hmm. and so the church can't move forward and, unless we are using our spiritual gifts and talents that God has bestowed upon us and given us. If we're not using them to serve the body and move the congregation forward. And so, but yeah, um, I think, unless anybody has any last final thoughts, I will Robbie does.
1: Always. Um, I think, you know, the book that we should be reading most, that's a great book, um, but just to hit it home is Bible first, Bible most. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, it reminds me of Acts 17 where – they're talking about, Paul is talking about the Bereans, or Luke is, rather, the author of Acts. Is that right? Is Luke the author of Acts? I think he is. Um, yeah, I think he is. Yeah. And he says in Acts 17, 11, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, the teaching of the apostles. And they examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Mm-hmm. And so... It's going to take some work on our end, right? We don't want to be credulous in the sense of, like, going to a sermon and being like, wow, like, that really tickled my ears. It it warns us of that in Paul's epistles, that the people will forsake sound doctrine for um, feel-good sermons. Um, So be noble. Um, Don't just go in one ear, not the other. Listen to what uh, a pastor is saying. Go to God's word and see if what they are saying aligns with the scriptures. And um, kind of like what Mavi mentioned at the beginning, if it's a gospel-centered church, then, I mean, that's a lot of prayer and discernment again, Uh, but that is uh, fruits of Christ being at the center of that congregation. And so just some food for thought.
2: Yeah. If I could say um, something, I would say just like we don't, want to be passive in our faith. We also don't want to be passive in our community. And so um, be active in that and pursue people that don't know Jesus. Um, Mm. And the people around you that do know the Lord um, will encourage you and will be there alongside you. Um, But Jesus left the 99 for the one. And so if you have to leave your community for the one, then that's worth it. So, always keep your eyes um, peeled for the lost, for sure. Hey, Nat. What?
0: What is God's favorite chord?
2: In a a Honda chord? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Whoa! Did my. I get it? It's because no. it. Oh, just kidding. It's
0: Jesus. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: oh, that's so great! I Oh my god!
2: Somewhere, I was waiting for it.
0: Hey, guess what? Guess what?
2: I'm a little underwhelmed.
0: Hey, I got one for you. What is it? What's the difference between Jesus and pizza?
2: <laughs> what?
0: Jesus can't be topped.
2: <laughs> I also hate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Oh my gosh. That's true.
2: Your community <laughs> cannot top Jesus.
0: You're dang freaking right. Mm. Oh my. And last one. Guess what? Okay, what? Get ready. This one's really good. Okay. At what time of day was Adam created?
2: I don't know. I can't. No guesses? I don't know. Uh, oh. The evening. (laughs) Dang it!
0: A little before eve.
2: Uh, (laughs) Those were good tries, though, right? They were good.
1: They were
2: good. They were close. I'm offended. (laughs) That one hurt. Oh my
0: god! Give (laughs) me the (laughs) soundboard.
2: No, absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. Oh jeez.
0: All right, well, guys. We are going to wrap it up. We're at 47 minutes. So this is a long one. Sorry, guys. But mm. that's definitely a good one. Um, and so um, just to also let you guys know, like, man, we aren't perfect. Um, you know, the things we talk about in here, um, you know, we, we try to, to live like Christ and, and be rooted in Scripture. Mm. Um, and so there may have been things that we said that uh, may veer. And so um, whatever we say, I encourage anybody to and everybody to always root it back to God's word. Um, And so, you know, especially, you know, as we thought about the name for this podcast, we want to talk about the root. Well, the root is the word and the word of God. And because that is the end all be all. And so, but that's all we got for tonight guys. And uh, yeah, we are excited for the next podcast, but thanks for joining in. We'll see you soon.